What is up, diehards? Wes Monell in the building for AWOL Sports, joined by my brother and my pops, Dill, Dad, Orlando. I miss sports. Just because we don't have it doesn't mean we can't talk about it. Still, you know, still looking up stats from last year. Uh, history, history is it's already written and it's there for us to kind of look back and reflect on. And Kyra, the first thing we're going to talk about today, Dad, you're, you and I were Chicago Bulls fans. Dill, you grew up in the household with us watching the Bulls. It was it was red and black on that TV, WGN all the time. I remember that, and um, hey, there's kind of something that the whole world has been talking about for the past few months, and that's The Last Dance. Uh, I know we all watched it, a lot of people out there watched it, so we can touch upon that a little bit. The Last Dance, primarily around Michael Jordan, but we know, the Chicago Bulls, The Last Dance, 1998. Uh, We know the story. Michael Jack, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, the other one from Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> yeah, two right. Two greats. Two okay. greats. Throw on Mike Tyson while you're at it, but uh, yeah, we, we know this. We know the story on Mike. Comes into the league from UNC after hitting big shots, playing with big time players. Uh, drafted near the top of the draft. Comes in, he breaks his foot. Uh, he he perseveres through the Jordan rules, the bad boys. Earns his stripes. Uh, we'll talk about all that, but um, yeah, I see you earning these stripes. But um, <laughs> Dad, I want to start with you first? Uh, of course, you, you watched more sports than us, and um, not that we're not diehards. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but, okay. uh, definitely possible. We're gonna see each other eventually, but okay. The elder statesman of the group. Uh, so, as an NBA fan, as a former athlete, as a Chicago Bulls fan, what do you think about The Last Dance and what you watched? Well, actually, I want to give the, the writers, the producers, ESPN, how they handled it, how they laid it out. It was like right when COVID, in the middle of COVID, there was nothing to watch. And it got to bring back memories for individuals that are nostalgic, like me, and struggling through the franchise <laughs> changes that finally happened. So, I mean, I was I was uh, one of those cats that um, watched the Bulls before MJ got there, that uh, Quinton Daly's and Orlando Woolridge's of the world, and uh, they they just weren't a good team. Mike came around, and there was Larry Bird, right? There was magic. There was the bad boys in Detroit. You know, they were all annoying. But but Michael, when he stepped on that floor, we knew we had a superstar. Just just superstar. That's gonna entertain fill the building. But we broke his foot. We were like, oh no, right? But then after that, just like the cat behind me, Walter Payton, we, we wanted to win the championship for Walter because, you know, instead of just wasting all his talent and everything, we were able to get him a Super Bowl, and we were all hoping that for Mike. So, <laughs> and that guy, he, he's just a leader. He's lethal. He works day and night. So I was glad that they were ca- able to capture this and present it to everybody because we were all locked in anyway, and we, 
we have to find a way to entertain ourselves. And, and I think even not just fans, but I think athletes, it, it's testing them right now. They want to be like Mike, just like the Gatorade commercial. It, it's, it's time that, you know, even down here in Orlando, there's, there's guys that are going to show off and going to appreciate and take some notes from there. They've been working out. I mean, there's, there's nowhere to hide. So I, I appreciate that they can unite, like you said, the outer statesmen with the new guys, with the new world athletes. And I don't even care what sport they are because Mike's great, you know, and he makes people around him great. And you want to thank the Bulls for giving people access to all that footage way back then. Remember, social media – it rains now, but back then, everything, everything was like a backyard, backroom poker game. You know what I mean? Even, even Michael, he was in those poker games, probably ran them most of the time, you know? But it, it, allowing to have that access, and now, all these years later, in 2020 or Twisted 20, whatever you want to call it, hey, it's bringing us back to life, right? And I, I can only hope that this just – Athletes take a different look at it. And I know right now they got to be careful. Everybody's got to be careful, you know? I'm going to be watching Captain of Bubble, hopefully. And I'm not going to call it tainted because they are concerned about their families too. So, like I said, whoever whoever put together from the beginning, The Last Dance and Phil Jackson, you know, being typical Phil, and I can't believe Ryan's doors and all those people – just let the cameras follow them everywhere. Can you imagine the footage we didn't get? So, yeah, I, I am glad and I'm happy and I appreciate it. And I will go on and appreciate it. Still record it. Still record it. Watch certain segments of it at a time. So, Dale, That's for I, sure. I know you beat us up that whole time growing up. You were just, you know, all the time with your bad boys, slapping my boys around, okay? Finally. Finally, okay, man. We'll, we'll see. It's a it's a restart. Your turn. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta jump over some hurdles to get to where you need to go. So hey, it happens to the greatest of the greats. So, but yeah, it was incredible. Like you said, pretty progressive that they gave that kind of access back then, and that we're able to kind of get it together and push it out at the time. Just like you mentioned, uh, definitely well needed <laughs> for, for everybody there, uh, all sports fans. And it was pretty cool. I heard coworkers saying that their wives uh, started watching in with them. Um, they didn't really know much about Michael Jordan or the Bulls, um, but they just kind of liked how the documentary was shot and structured. So they got invested in it. So it reached a wide variety of people because the name Michael Jordan, that's awesome, right? People know his shoes and other stuff, and people might not even really know him about his hoop or his highlights, other than just his shoes and people, you know, talk about him and Kobe Bryant, some of the other greatest to ever do it. You said Larry and, uh, you know, Magic, of course. So they just know the names, not really know the guy. So it's pretty cool uh, to, you know, see other people outside of just the sports world actually enjoy that as well. I hear you. I hear you. And, man, I, Maybe there's bias. It's I try not to be biased. Of course, it's going to trickle in from time to time, but I loved it through and through. Some may say, oh, it was filtered by MJ. Sure, probably is. Just like everything else gets filtered. Just, it's just a reality. It is what it is. It's television. So, look, I, 
I'm an emotional guy. I like the emotional aspects that I can draw from The Last Dance, which there were a lot. Every single episode, I felt a connection. I felt a pull. I felt it was real. Like, and we know it's real, but in the sense of like Michael Jordan coming back out of retirement, wins a championship, but they're showing Jordan next to Steve Kerr before the, you know, during the national anthem before the game. And they had this bond. Not only were they teammates, they both lost their fathers and, you know, to, to murders, some serious stuff. Um, and to see, to see a clip of that and, and a little inside of their bond um, and to see them win that title in 1996 on father's day. And, you know, the series where Jordan, looks at Steve Kerr and says, you earned your stripes with that big shot that Jordan kicks it out to him with reminiscent of Paxson during the first three Pete. So it was cool to, to see his recent history from the, the, the first three Pete repeat itself in the next three Pete in the same decade, that bond Jordan Kerr. We, we know Jordan was tough on his teammates. I, you know, I do think he came across a little bit tough on Scotty Pippen. Uh, I, I know that's kind of been a, a debate throughout the show. Um, and, you know, from what I see as MJ's perspective is, look, I played through that flu game and you can play through a migraine. Whether it was flu or food poisoning or hangover, whatever it was. Um, I'm not buying it. There's been many stories out there, articles, whatever. You guys know. Um, diehards listening, you guys know as well. But just saying, if how would you feel if you were Scottie Pippen, portrayed the way you were portrayed? They showed some great moments and not so great moments from Scott in regards to Scottie Pippen. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Well, personally, and I am biased because, you know, it's- we don't win championships without Scotty. And after that moment, guess what? Scotty won six rings anyway, right? And he was brought in. So, I mean, if that was part of the building blocks, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it's easy to go in there with the Pistons and just get beat up every time you go in there. No, you're going to hit like four fists pop possibly and even some knees as you go into the hole and getting up. If you're not feeling up to it at that moment, it's – Probably not the best thing to do and, you know, let your team try to win. And then you'll have opportunities, as he did and as he proved. He's a very integral part of of the Bulls and basketball. And, you know, because everybody looks at, you know, there's a lot of intricate storylines in the last dance. And um, it's about the offensive end mostly, but, but the Bulls were dynamic defensively. I mean, they're one of the better fast break teams in the league at the time, too. So there's more to it. And I know you can't just wrap your hands around everything and put it in a series. A lot of things get edited. But I do remember that part, too. And, you know, I mean, just a microcosm of what went on when they went to Europe and they had to play their eventual teammate, Tony Kuko, and they just set out and – did the Dolby thing and tormented him. You know what I mean? That was, that was day in, day, day in and day out on every opponent. So, and I know they couldn't show all that because, you know, at times they look ruthless, but that's the Doberman gang aspect of it too. So 
Hey, Scotty, if you're listening, I appreciate you, bro. I'm sure Michael does too. Then and now. It's on you, D. Uh, yeah, uh, like you said, um, it's hard. You don't really have control over the editing process and what actually gets put out and, you know, the production aspect of it. Uh, but I, I personally didn't like the way that they portrayed it, but at the end of the day, um, hey, everyone got to say their piece. Um, whether it made the cut or not, obviously, that's a whole other story. We saw a lot of people, it's, you know, well-documented come out and kind of, uh, you know, has some discrepancies about what was actually coming out in the documentary, which is just fair enough. That's usually how most documentaries are. They're shot from a perspective. But um, overall, hey, Scotty has this ability to put out whatever he believes is the truth uh, in his version. So he still has the opportunity and platform to do it now. Um, so he can continue to build upon it. So it's just a starting point for him. I think that's just the way I would view it for him. He can kind of springboard off this and kind of run with it however he wants to, or just never comment on it again and move on. So he's pretty set. He's got opportunities in front of him, so he's not hurting at all. Nah, he's on TV doing his thing. <laughs> exactly. So that's now nah, that's, that's fair point. And, uh, all right, look, Dad, the floor is yours. Your take on Jerry Krause, Jerry Ryan's door. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to tell you something. There's, there's a lot of ways to come at this. I am just grateful. He did put together a six-time world champion. I, I wish, you know, the negotiations would have been handled better between him and star players, probably. Um, rest in peace, but I'm dying for a title right now. <laughs> so, AK, you're the new cat in charge, and, you know, the Rhinestars have given you the keys. We'll put it together and bring us something. That's it. Jerry Cross, thank you. That's it. All Simple and sweet. I get it. I get it. Uh, all right. And I just want to drop a little nugget, uh, not only, you know, to the group here, everyone listening, diehards, look, you may be a diehard, but you may forget things too, just like I did. So I went back and looked it up. The last two seasons Michael Jordan played in his career for the Washington Wizards, 22.9 points a game. That's 23, almost his number. Almost six rebounds, just over five assists, a steal and a half per game in 60 games. <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's amazing right there. <laughs> that's amazing right there. Like, and respect. And that was the second to his last season. His final season played all 82 games, dropped 20 a night, six boards nearly four assists, and still a steal and a half per game at age 39. Remarkable. Like, I went back and looked it up. I, once upon a time, I knew those numbers. Forgot, looked it up. I wasn't surprised. I just started nodding my head like, really, Mike? Really? Dropping 20, 20 a night, getting six boards a night, still at age 38 and 39, and his final season plays every single game. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah. and people wonder not only Mike but the previous eras people wonder why some of us are so hard on guys today chilling on ice right. watching 20 games a year that's part of the reason why for me is that a big deal for you as it, as it is for me because not gonna lie I don't get heated much but that straight pisses me off Dill, what uh, you I think, man? definitely get where you're coming from. Like, yeah, as a competitive advantage, uh, yeah, I want to see those guys out there. If I'm investing my time sitting on my couch or paying money to go see a game, I want to see everybody suit up if healthy and available, you know, if it makes sense. I get it. Um, but I also see the strategy part to it, so I'm not going to be naive to that aspect of it. But at the end of the day, if you're healthy, you have the ability to play, go play. Uh, I got to tell you, it, it, this was not favorable. This was um, pretty close to the Bermuda Triangle, but we called it the Texas Triangle. Even when we were those championship teams, knowing we are going down to Texas and play Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, they, 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 they got into the Bulls down there regardless. Even if Dallas wasn't that good at that time, and if you had to go against San Antonio and Houston first with, you know, Robinson, right, and Akeem, <laughs> if you didn't fare well and you played those two cats first and then you had to play the Mavs, you were, like, you were like tired. You might get swept down there. They didn't fare well down there. But you know what? Even them being championship teams, they showed up and they played every night. Even if the – if they might have lost there, they played every night, knowing they were going to have to move on to L.A. And those L.A. people, they wanted they wanted to see the stars, the Bulls, you know, the traveling Beatles, as they say. You go up to Utah, Phoenix, those guys, they showed up. They played. There was not no rest. So I'm just saying, I don't know if the water was different back then or the trainers were different, but, I mean, I'm just asking. And tell you what I saw, and I, I don't see it now, you know. I Hopefully, in the bubble, you know, it's shortened season. <laughs> and I know you can get hurt because they haven't been playing, playing ball, you know. And, you know, you can lift, you can run, but playing basketball is a whole different workout. So, guys, just pay attention to what the Cats did back then. That's all. Show me something. Man, all right. Well, look, I'll recap. I'll kind of put a stamp on this by giving my favorite line of the last dance here. Michael Jordan, of course. Winning has a price and leadership has a price. So I pull people along when they didn't want to be pulled. I challenge people when they don't want to be challenged. You ask all my teammates. The one thing about MJ, he never asked me to do something that he didn't effing do. Man, <laughs> if that doesn't get to you in here as, a, as someone that's either played basketball before at a high level, any level, watch the game, follow the game. If you're listening to this, if that doesn't, make you feel something in here, I don't know what would. 
that. Man. Is MJ the best of all time? Yes or no? Yes. No hesitation. Yeah. yeah. I got no argument against it. Yeah. All right. Yes, I've seen. So we got a clean sweep. At, at least here. We got 3-0 trio sweep here. <laughs>